0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. I am your host, Sean Coca. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to be looking at everyone's favorite, Darkwing Duck. All right, Darkwing Duck was one of the first uh, cartoons that was part of the block of afternoon shows called the Disney Afternoon.
1: Yeah, and it was actually the um, it was the first in a lot of ways. It was the first Disney show to emphasize any kind of real action, as well as the first Disney genre parody show.
0: Yeah, and I have a lot of fond memories of this show. Um, this this one was uh, something that I'd, I watched almost every day when I came home from school. The show follows the adventures of Darkwing Duck, who is the self-appointed protector of the uh, city of St. Kernard.
1: which is a parody of Gotham City.
0: Yeah, the whole thing he the, the whole character is a parody of a number of of different uh different comic book heroes, different pulp action heroes.
1: Right. Shadow, Sandman, Doc Savage, uh Green Hornet, Zorro to name a few. Batman. And and not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but The Shadow, who is the biggest influence on this show and the character, was created in 1930 to push a magazine, uh, to push magazine sales for Street and Smith Publications, which was this magazine that actually, actually published writers like Jack London, Upton Sinclair, and Isaac Asimov. Hmm. And later on, what's really interesting is Darkwing Duck was voiced, or not Darkwing Duck, excuse me, uh, The Shadow was voiced by Orson Welles who obviously wrote Citizen Kane and War of the Worlds and, of course, voiced, uh, voiced Unicron on Transformers. Probably his most um, seminal role. Yeah, and The Shadow, of course, heavily influenced Batman and heavily influenced the show. This show is really kind of cool because every episode is uh, is about parody in many ways. Uh, the episode names are parodies of famous films or, or TV film trope genres and... Uh, Everything about this show is really kind of interesting in that way. There's some really interesting writing uh, involved with the show and a kind of a film noir feel with the way that they animate, which is kind of unusual for the time.
0: Well let's let's start at the start. So the show is um, the show is the result it, it's a spin-off. It is a spin-off and is one of the f- earliest Disney spin-offs that I can think of where the show actually had its origins in the Ducktail show. Right, right. Duck Tales from the late '80s and early '90s. You know, Huey, Dewey, Louie, Uncle Scrooge, Launchpad McQuack. Don't
1: forget Webby. Don't forget my uh, character in My Little Pony that you love so much.
0: Don't remind me. So, so um, there was actually two episodes. Uh, one of them was called Double O Duck, I think. Or oh, that was a character. It was essentially Launchpad. Launchpad played a uh, played a spy. He played right. like a he played like a 007. Well
1: originally one of the concepts for this show was actually to have Darkwing be more like a James Bond character called 0 duck yeah, and there is an homage to that in a later episode that we're not going to cover, but but they actually alluded to naming him uh, naming a character Double O Duck, and then they they make reference to the fact that that sounds dumb. Yeah, when the reason why was a legal reason they actually couldn't use Double because that was copyrighted.
0: Yeah, it's copyrighted by the family, the Broccoli family that owns the that rights
1: owns the rights to, for 007. Right? to all
0: of Ian uh, Fleming's uh, works. So the show is a spinoff. It's a spinoff of of Ducktales. It, it actually, as I, uh, it incorporates characters from Ducktales. Uh, the most very
1: rarely, but it does. You're but right. I mean,
0: the, the main character, one of the main characters in the show, is Launchpad McQuack, who is a who is a fairly main character in Ducktales.
1: And if you watch Ducktales and then you watch this show, or in either order order, you'll notice that Launchpad McQuack seems to be sort of a bumbling idiot in Ducktales. And then in this show, he's still kind of a bumbling idiot, but he kind of he kind of gets stuff done. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So um, the show, from my memory of it, I, I loved this show when I was younger. The show debuted in 1991, and in 1991, I was eight, nine,
1: eight. Yeah, it would have been. Well, you and I are the, about basically the same yeah. age. I think it was like uh, about first, second grade. Yeah, so, so seven, yeah.
0: seven, eight. So. I would come home, and like I said, this was on the Disney Afternoon, which was a block of shows that included stuff like Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck. And it was a very, very popular block of shows. That I, I want to say it went from like three till five or something. It was like well, four shows it, at a time. And
1: it didn't just involve shows that people think of when they think of that Disney block hour. It also included some of the later shows like Gargoyles, which is kind of like tail end, which I really hope we review because that show – and the video game for Sega Genesis, is super awesome, and I'm ready to go replay that. But
0: I'm sure we'll not, get to it.
1: Not to go down the rabbit hole again. It, it, there's, there's actually quite a few shows that were on that Disney Hour reboot, I think, at one point. Oh, uh, really? But, I yeah, don't remember that. reset. Well, that, oh, this because, is later. Yeah, some of these moved to, like, Saturday morning. Some of mm-hmm. these cartoons uh, in syndication later, like in the late 90s, they went on reruns on syndication on Saturday mornings with like reboot and recess and and some of these other shows.
0: So. Yeah. and so one of the things that we had talked about in the last episode, if you if you listen to the entire last couple episodes of My Little Pony, is in My Little Pony, you had a you had a perfect storm of talent that produced a really mediocre product.
1: I think mediocre is very nice, Sean. You, it was it was you know, I, have, I just, to, just to stop for a second, I just again want to apologize to those of you who listened to the last episode and then decided to go back and, and watch My Little Pony because I found myself looking for things because the show was so awful. My wife kicked me out of the room because it was so bad. I, it was one of the worst things I've seen in a long time. And it was the perfect storm for success that just ended up with, not mediocrity, but but pure just junk.
0: Yeah, it, it, was, it was really bad. The reason I bring it up is because this show... Has a very similar setup. It has a perfect storm of talent. Again, you've got extremely talented voice actors. You've got f- pretty talented writers. You've got Disney backing them,
1: and based off uh, based upon really strong uh, characters. Yeah, you so have like char- a variety of. You know what yeah. we talked about with the shadow. Yeah,
0: and you've you've characters that people are already. I mean, you have at least some characters that people are somewhat invested in. You have, even though they're new characters, they're sort of recognizable. They're in universe characters. You 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 associate right. they're them
1: easily recognizable, like costumes and all these things. Yeah, right off the bat, this show is in every way, shape, or form what My Little Pony should have been in its ability to convey a message or a talent. Or voice acting work, or animation. This show, this show is is a hit across the board. Yeah. Just, just, just full full blow. It's a it's a hit across the board. So for me it, and I was not a huge Darkwing Duck fan when I was a kid. I mean, I watched it; it was fun. But I found myself like, "Oh, that's cool. I want to go like play with turtles again or something." You know, I, yeah. I wasn't as into Darkwing Duck as other kids were, and, and I I. I found myself really enjoying going back and rewatching these
0: episodes. Yeah, this is definitely. I mean, it might be nostalgia goggles, but I think it. I mean, I don't want to skip ahead, but I think it really holds up. I think it really holds up. Uh, you know, twenty years. They're almost almost thirty. You know, what is it? Twenty five years later.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can get into more of that later. It's yeah. uh, you know, nineteen ninety one, and we're now twenty sixteen, and it, it, it it's a it's a well done show all the way around. Yeah. So so should
0: we just dive into episode one?
1: Sure. Uh, let's. Oh, we gotta we yeah, gotta we're have our doing drink. A beer thing again. So yeah,
0: let's do it. What yeah. do we got this week?
1: So today we are drinking a uh, bottle Logic from Anaheim, and we're drinking the uh, Great American Beer Festival winner for nineteen ninety. Excuse me, twenty fifteen. I was gonna uh, say a beer yeah, from nineteen right. ninety. Yeah, Jesus. It's, it's aged for goodness. I don't, uh, no, I don't think a, you age beer. <laughs> uh, well, you can, but that's another discussion. Yeah, yeah. So uh, twenty fifteen uh, Great American Beer Festival winner. It's a logarithm. It's a dark lager It's very full. Yeah, it's very full, which makes me very excited. So uh I'll go ahead and pour this for us now.
0: Yes. So while he's pouring that, we will we will start talking about episode one. Episode one is called Darkly Dawns the Duck. Part one. Part one. And one thing, if you've never watched Darkwing Duck, one thing that you will notice right away is what is that Darkwing has a penchant for alliteration. He loves alliteration. Um in preparation for this uh podcast i was in
1: every episode in he does.
0: every episode he he does some kind of alliteration and in preparation for this episode i was trying to think of something to do some kind of alliterative thing you know it, it, he does stuff like you know the the dashing debonair darkwing duck devises dastardly decisions to dominate the dastardly whatever you know he, like he does that but he he does it as he he rambles about things as he's as he's going about his daily and, activities
1: and kudos to the writers
0: yeah, it's actually uh, pretty entertaining.
1: Because one, it's, well, as an adult at least, I remember as a kid thinking, God, this is dumb. I just want to see cool stuff. But as an adult, you're re-watching it and going, that was smart writing. And th- the best part about it is it is different in every episode. Nothing in that way is rehashed ever. Not once. Yeah. so Which is surprising because a lot of these shows, they kind of rehash concepts a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, so this episode, it is, is an introductory episode. Um, it introduces the character. The first thing, um, the first thing you get, the first thing I have to, the first thing I have to talk about is the theme music. The theme music is some of the best theme music I think I've ever heard in a cartoon ever. It is, it is, it's, it's iconic. It's catchy. The lyrics are, are good and entertaining and funny. The music is good.
1: Yeah. We watched six episodes. And I did not once fast forward.
0: I didn't either. I watched the intro every
1: time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I watched the intro every time, and I kind of rocked out every time. Yeah. And several <laughs> times, uh, you know, I watched a couple of them while I was laying in bed and taking taking some notes and stuff. And my my wife got woken up because the sound uh, got up too loud. And she goes, is that Darkwing Duck? And I go, yeah. She goes, oh, cool. And then she rolled back to bed. <laughs> like, no complaints from waking her up with Darkwing Duck. Uh
0: you know what's funny is, it's one of those songs where it's one of those classic songs where if you heard it in your youth and then you heard it again, you would immediately recognize. You're like, Oh my God, Darkwing Duck. Oh yeah. my God. You know, it's like,
1: you can have, let's say five seconds of the Darkwing Duck intro and you go, I know you don't, what that is. You right don't over.
0: even, you don't even need five seconds. The beginning, the beginning two seconds of it is the, the drum is instrumental. the, and just listening to that drum instrumental, you know what it is. You're like, oh, daring duck of you know, and, you know, and you get so
1: you get so excited. And,
0: you As know, a kid, you're just dancing around the living room. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't think
1: I have a whole lot of nostalgia goggles for this cl- for this show because I was not again. I was not that into it, and I I really I really enjoyed this whole process for this show. Yeah. I, I, maybe maybe it's tainted by the fact that we just watched. We just did four episodes on on two really awful shows.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: Legend of Zelda and My Little Pony. And now we're doing Darkwing Duck, and it's is, so good and yeah. so iconic. And,
0: uh, I mean, it's crazy going from a really, from a really, two like, really bad cartoons yeah. to, I mean, it's not, it's one not one of the better ones yeah.
1: out there, period. Yeah,
0: it's good. I mean, it's not like you're not going to win. I mean, maybe it won Emmys. Did it win Emmys? You know, I don't know. That I didn't look that up. up. But so you're going from something that's not like, It's not spectacularly amazing, but compared to the other stuff, it seems like it.
1: Yeah, I think independently, it's good. In comparison, especially for those of you who maybe decided, you know, I'm going to go out and watch those episodes with them. Again, I'm sorry for some of the crap we just made you watch. This is totally worth a watch yeah especially especially as a palate cleanser from what oh just yeah. watched. so
0: so episode one is darkly dawns the duck part one um and the first thing that you the first thing that you realized or at least the first thing that i realized in the show is that darkwing is a egotistical glory hound
1: oh yeah he's like a small time crime fighter he
0: he's a small time crime fighter in a giant city
1: yeah he it, it would be like my next door neighbor dressing up in uh cut-up pieces of Tupperware to be a superhero in Metropolis. Yeah.
0: You know? So you got uh, you got this guy who the, the first one of the first scenes is Darkwing pulling like what's essentially like a Batman move where he has a bundle of criminals. Bad guys. Yeah, a or bundle, Spider-Man does yeah. too. Yeah. He's a bundle of criminals and he literally walks into the police department and he throws them on to the floor and he says he he does his alliteration thing, he's like another
1: Right, a, another then,
0: group of gruesome grumbob.
1: Yeah, and the cop has no idea who he is, and and if he does, he does not give a shit. Yeah, and, and, and he's he, probably
0: wondering if he read them the Miranda rights or what he is. Right, a and, Dark,
1: and Darkwing himself, he, all he cares about is giving him a headshot and a business card. Oh and yeah. trying to make sure that like the cop is ready to like make him popular. Yeah, because,
0: he's he's a complete glory hound.
1: Yeah, and he, and then he he comes storming out of the door of the the police the police office. And he's pissed that he has no press.
0: Yeah, where where, like, are the, like where he are just the press
1: expected press to be outside and they're not there. Yeah. And so he's out there just chilling by himself and no press and all pissed off about it. Yeah. And uh so he goes back to his lair, which is at the top of this uh cool suspension bridge. I think it's kind of a cool like, Yeah, it's a cool lair. hideout, yeah. He yeah. he lives
0: he lives in the he lives in what's essentially like a tower of a of a giant bridge. It's like living living yeah, in one of the, the top big top. towers of the of the of the Bay Bridge or something.
1: Yeah, it really it, it, Darkwing Duck is a homeless man who lives on a bridge.
0: But the thing the thing then we can get into this a little bit later is he essentially has no other job besides besides yeah. being a superhero. He is that's all he does. He it, doesn't have a day job.
1: Yeah, I mean we didn't get too far into the rest of the show, but at least in these first 6 episodes He has no, he is not employed.
0: No, and even, even like remembering older episodes and remembering and just doing some research on the show, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a job. Even, even when he has his secret identity, which we will get into because he, at this point, at this point, he has no secret identity. He is darkwing 100% of the time. It is, he's a Batman without being a Bruce Wayne. He, that's it. That's all he does. But the thing is that he has all these gadgets and shit in his secret lair.
1: Yeah. Well, like high tech shit. I thought it was kind of cool because uh, he goes back to a suspension bridge and he's like, I'm tired. I want breakfast. I want me some breakfast like a, hango- like a dude who's hungover. Yeah. And so he decides to make himself breakfast in a big old action sequence with automated breakfast making yeah. shit. He's
0: got a danger room kitchen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's got danger room kitchen that he <laughs> always screws up on every single time he does it and the fridge falls on him. Yeah. Because he forgets every the Every single milk. time. Yeah. He forgets about it every single time. Yeah. But this show that action sequence right right away will show you that this is a really well animated show. I, I would argue that the action sequences in the Ninja Turtles is, is maybe better. Yeah. Uh, but I mean,
0: for a Disney show that doesn't normally, the sh- show that normally, and that, right. that was the thing we were talking about before we started recording is that up until this point, most Disney shows are adventure oriented. You're, it's exploration, it's, it's adventure, whatever. Right.
1: DuckTales, there's no action. I mean, I mean there is a, a little cool bit, show, but the but...
0: focus is adventure. The focus yeah. is always adventure. And the thing about this show is the focus is, action it and is crime a crime
1: fighting action yeah. and crime
0: fighting it's yeah. like it's like reading a comic book it's it's an action show as much as a kid show can be an action show i mean there's a lot more examples of them now but th- this was pretty this was pretty groundbreaking for, for the time disney. for for disney for the yeah. time yeah i mean
1: there's turtles and galaxy rangers and a bunch of these other shows there was some real action involved but voltron but for disney uh, this was kind of the first one, and there there isn't that much actual punch and kick kind of stuff. But you know what? There is some. So but it's, there is some, but but there's not as much as as you would think. But it doesn't matter because it, the rest of it, it is so well put together. And so he he goes back to his hideout and uh, gets crushed by the fridge after making breakfast. Fridge. Right.
0: Then he goes to sleep. And he goes to sleep, and he
1: cuts to uh, Taurus, Bul- uh, Bulba, Taurus Bulba, who, yeah. who is the bad guy for this next two episodes. Who is voiced by Tim Curry. Yes. Right off the bat, if you can't pick up Tim Curry, then you have not seen Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Yeah. Uh, what What I wrote down is that Taurus Bulba is essentially Pablo Escobar because the, the but with a Russian accent. Yeah. So a he fake,
1: <laughs> terrible yeah. Tim Curry Russian yeah. accent.
0: William Taurus Bulba. No, so he he's essentially he's he's pulling a car or he's pulling a Pablo Escobar. He's in jail. But he's still running his business from jail and,
1: and he has like all kinds of weird. A secret lair shit in his prison cell yeah that somehow the prison has he even has an assistant who like pops out from time to time yeah with uh computers and all kinds of shit while he's in prison <laughs> you
0: know what i was i was when i was reading when i was doing some research on i was going back over looking at the villains and i went to this website and <laughs> the description the the assistant's name is clovis and she's taurus bulba is obviously a bull clovis is a is a cow so the description of her was Taurus Bulba's attractive assistant, and I want to know who wrote that. <laughs> well, anthropomorphic cow lady. Somebody who fucking fa- hot.
1: Somebody who found uh, a animated Darkwing Duck, uh, half duck, half person, sexually attractive. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, um, one of the
0: other things about this show that I noticed is that everybody wears pants except for the ducks. Yes. What the shit is that? <laughs> Yeah, it's well, like in DuckTales. Like, but Darkwing
1: or uh, uh, Launchpad McQuack wears pants. He
0: wears those flight pants, but he's he the only
1: one. He is the only one. It's kind of like in Legend of Zelda how none of the guys wore pants.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like it's like in DuckTales. All the ducks didn't wear pants, but the but the dogs did like like the what was the butler's name? Ducksworth. He was a dog. He wore pants. The Beagle Boys wore pants, but they weren't ducks. That's it. That's the ducks don't wear fucking pants. Why don't the ducks wear pants? Well, oh, it's because they're rapists. Ducks are well, the worst rapists in the animal kingdom. <laughs> that's true. And they need to not wear that's pants. That's true.
1: Except they're... for Scrooge McDuck's uh, arch nemesis, did wear a kilt.
0: That's still not pants. He still has. He still has. Uh, he's, still a, he's, still he, he's still. He still able.
1: He still. He still has <laughs> easy, easy access. Yes, yeah, easy access. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of that, Darkwing Duck actually, he goes to bed wearing his nightgown.
0: No pants. Yeah, classic classic nightgown with like the cap and the and it, the, it's the purple. Yeah. And
1: it's exactly color coded with his costume. Yeah, if
0: you if you've never seen the show, but somehow you know who the Scarlet Pimpernel is. That's kind of what he looks like. He wears a purple, he, large purple hat. He wears a large purple hat. It's only missing like the big feather. He wears a double breasted purple suit and a purple mask. Yeah, it's very and like a big n- purple it's Very nineteen thirties. Oh yeah.
1: Uh, again, more homage to the shadow and uh,
0: yeah. So he goes to sleep, um, and then it cuts to pa- it cuts to Pablo Escobar, it cuts to Taurus Bulba, and he's talking about he's talking to his henchman, which is what's the guy's name? Hammerhead and Hoof and Mouth, and the Hammerhead's a a goat, and Hoof and Mouth are like a, a ram and a yeah, and well, a horse.
1: What I noticed is that the whole city is made up of animal people. But there's a scene where Darkwing notice he's narrating to himself. Yeah, and, he narrates his life. Yeah, so he narrates everything out loud. Yeah, uh, which completely destroys any, like any moment of surprise. But he narrates himself out loud, and he notices this giant condor flying through the city. Yeah,
0: he's like, "What the fuck, a condor?"
1: So, so this is something that I thought was really weird, and this happens again later on in the show with with more animals. So we live, Darkwing Duck. Let's imagine we live in Darkwing Duck's world. They're oh, I, I know where you're going. And, they're all anthropomorphic people, animals, but there is a condor. It's an actual animal. Yeah, and it, there's like in like the zoo and stuff like that. And so you have it's the
0: Goofy Pluto scenario.
1: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Goofy and Pluto are both dogs. But one is a pet and one is a human. Yeah, it's it's like it, one like a less evolved version. It's, it's or, fucking
0: it's fucking Animal Farm. That's what it is. That's what it is. Some animals are more equal than other animals. That's right. That's <laughs>
1: exactly what it is. Some
0: animals have sentience and voting rights, and other animals need to live in a fucking doghouse.
1: Well, and, and yeah, so the con- the condor is, and it's huge too. But what? but in some yeah. scenes, it's tiny. So it, it it like seems to kind of change sizes.
0: But yeah, and it's know, great because so Darkwing looks at it and he's like, "What the fuck." A condor? Yeah. In yeah. St. Canard? And, this and, is weird. And
1: Taurus's henchmen, uh, Hoof and Mouth, are these uh, like barnyard animals or whatever. And they're dumb. Uh, yeah, Cla- and so, classic goon. And he sends them to this train to go and get some sort of super weapon that he needs to get.
0: Super Death Ray.
1: Yeah, the Super Death Ray or whatever. And uh, the goat lets out this really weird scream... Uh if you're tracking by seconds and you're watching it, it's at the six minute and nineteen second mark. I wrote it down Damn, you because got all... it is it is creepy and weird as the train kinda goes over him, it was completely out of place, and I thought it was really odd. So, and then it just goes right back to normal like uh sound effects and stuff.
0: So the thing but that there's I There's
1: tons of like weird animated sight gags during yeah. this particular set of scenes, too.
0: Well, the thing that I noticed that was I thought was the weirdest thing in this whole scene, and it was so Different than Disney mov than Disney cartoons and movies that I had had up until this point been watching, is that so? um Hoof and mouth. They uh they beat up guards and they on the train on the train. They're, yeah, they, they're on the this,
1: train they beat up the guards to and steal then they, a weapon.
0: And yeah. and then hoof and mouth. They uh, they dress up like the guards and they're you know they're standing there. And then the other guy yeah, goes it's very
1: like uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then ramrod or not ramrod? That's the name <laughs> of the weapon. Yeah, that's Hammerhead. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Hammerhead goes in there and he's trying to. Get the jo- I don't know how he's getting the well we find out later but he he it's goes like the in there size
1: of, it's like the size of a semi rig yeah it's, it's, a, it's somehow a, magically on a train
0: yeah it's a big big ass thing so Darkwing opens the door and he's like he he recognizes hoof and mouth because he's like an idiot savant when it comes to all the criminal element in the well, town Well, I
1: think really what it is is because he is not because he actually complains that he doesn't have any major villains yeah that he has like no major villains that are interested in fighting him or whatever. Um,
0: but he you know, knows that these two guys are Taurus Bulbas. So he was.
1: He's kind. Of, I think he's kind of a nerd about
0: villains. Oh, that's what I mean. He's like yeah, a yeah. savant about it. Yeah, but
1: I think he's a savant because he hopes to someday get to fight them.
0: Oh yeah, it's like it's yeah. like uh, it's like you know Sherlock Holmes. It's almost Holmes. like hero worship. Yeah, no, right? and he knows. He knows, and he says. He says he he sort of he um he has like a fanboy moment. He's like, "Oh my god, they work for Torres Balba. He's the biggest criminal in the entire city."
1: And he stops in the middle of fighting the bad guys for an impromptu photo op.
0: Well, okay, so this right? is yeah, this so, is the part that this is the part that that amazed me, is that so? Hoof and mouth are dressed up as the guards and they have guns. Darkwing opens the door and he does his smoke thing where he appears and he does the "I am the terror that flaps in the night." That's his catchphrase, which and is
1: also different in yeah. every. Scene. He does. It's
0: contextual to the. uh It's contextual to to the situation. He says, "I'm the terror that flaps in the night." And then the second sentence is always has something to do but with the, what he's going with. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that the thing that I was like, "What the fuck?" So he does that and hoof and mouth take their guns and they're not like laser guns. They're not you know pop guns. They're M16s. They're M16s and they just unload on his po- uh, in a smoke cloud. They're just oh my god! And they just unload and then he's like, "Whoa!" And then they try and shoot him again and this becomes a common thing at least in the six yeah, episodes. Yeah. It happened
1: again later. Yeah, it, it's it's totally a sign of the times in that
0: they're shooting real bullets well, at the hero. This
1: was this. So you take it for context. This is 1991. We're talking. Uh, you know, running, LA riots. It, the LA haven't, run- they haven't running, haven't happened yet. I don't think. No, but but the, they're going is, to. It is that time period. So we're talking drive-by shootings and the crack epidemic. And, you, you think know, Disney's
0: taking influence on from that? No,
1: what I'm saying is, is I I thought it was odd that given the context of the oh that period, they would do
0: that? that, they would do that. Yeah, it was so I, weird. I mean, it's just
1: I think it's also that that maybe kids were just exposed to stuff more. I think we we just had a more exposure because I watch shows now with my kid like Sophia the First and the uh, the Disney's Lion Guard and some a lot of other a lot other of
0: M16s in Sophia the First.
1: Zero. I, oh. Well, there's there's. <laughs> There's no, there's nothing remotely related to any violence whatsoever. They never have. That's violence. That's unfortunate. In. Well, you know, she watches Batman now, so it's cool. I got that covered. Yeah,
0: but, uh, but it's just so, it's just so weird because you never see guns, and if you do, like, you know, it's, it's not like that. You know, he's just unloading the entire clip into Darkwing or trying to. And there's, there's been, there was other scenes in later episodes where he actually gets like he gets shot. His hat gets shot up. His cape gets shot up. Somehow <laughs> inexplicably, his like sleeves get shot up, and he's yeah, not hurt at all. Yeah.
1: So, and he seems to somehow survive. But what's interesting is – is uh, so there's this kind of a sight gag that I enjoyed during – kind of around that time is the Condor flies up and I think it's Hoof maybe uh, is, is in there trying to, to get the, the gun out or whatever. And he, he's like talking shit on Taurus Bulba. And the Condor flies up and he's got this CRT monitor around his neck. Yeah, a little
0: tiny back. one. Look at – six inch monitor yeah it's
1: totally like flavor flavor with the clock and he's like this condor flies up and Taurus Bulbas on it and he's like uh you know giving him shit or whatever uh and I just I I thought that was really weird it it totally fits the time period for the kind of animation that they were doing but we're talking 2016 and CRT monitors this feels a little a little dated you know
0: so before before this uh I I wrote it down before but Launchpad makes his debut before they get to the train cuz he he sees Darkwing, doesn't he? And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm your biggest fan." He's like, "What? I have a fan?" And then he he wants to be his sidekick. He's like, "No, no, no, I work alone. Like get out of here."
1: No, 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 that's that's right after this. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, so so what happens is is the way that they get rid of the gun off the, off the train is they put this like little backpack thing on the train and it turns the train into like a chitty chitty bang bang? Like, it does. It even flyer. gets the
0: little wings that come yeah, out.
1: Yeah, the wings with like the like almost like a bat webbing yeah. on the wings, and uh, and so and it flies away. And as it flies away, it, DW, who's a uh, dark wing, he, he's attached to the to the flyer, and he drops and it falls right into Launchpad's uh, place. Oh yeah, he falls. and then Launchpad he... just nerds the. Oh
0: yeah, him. he's like, oh my god, you're fucking Darkwing Duck. He's the only guy in town who knows who he is.
1: Yeah, it, nobody knows who Darkwing Duck is because he's kind of a loser. But but Launchpad loves him, and uh, and so he flies him off in a biplane. Uh, they fly backwards.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> no. So I wrote down that I. Wrote, so they fly out of his big hangar, and uh, they fly through a house. And I wrote down Launchpad just murdered a family. <laughs> He just fucking murdered a family because he, he flew right through a fucking <laughs> Literally through the, Yeah, he flew right through it. And that, that that red
1: biplane is is a plane that they used in – I don't know if you remember, but if you go back and watch DuckTales, they've actually used that plane in a couple episodes of DuckTales. That yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: Launchpad's plane.
1: Yeah, it's his plane. It gets totaled though uh, in this episode and then we don't really ever see it again. They get right into some other cool stuff, but but that plane is is kind of gone after that. So uh, the Condor g- picks up Darkwing and, and and then he drops him. And and Darkwing, by the way, hates being called DW, which Launchpad is now going to do forever for the rest of the show, and it's going to be like a running gag that he hates being called DW.
0: He's like, it's Darkwing, and Launchpad really because he's the because he's like the super fanboy, he really wants to be Darkwing's sidekick. That's that's like his greatest desire, and Darkwing's like, you know, fuck off. I work alone. Yeah, and he's like, but come on, I I could be really a good help. And he's no, 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 fuck you. I I work alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I work alone. And and when they fly through the house, by the way, I, there's a sight gag with uh, where they come through, and Darkwing's wearing a pink bra, uh, which I thought was also kind of funny because it's kind of outside of the realm of, of what you would see in kids' cartoons now, but it's funny. They the way that they animated the the facial expressions of Darkwing is kind of funny, and uh, so they crash and. Uh, and Darkwing ditches launch pad, and then they cut to the prison. And Taurus has his giant laser gun in the prison, which I, I was wondering how the hell did they get that thing into the prison? Yeah, uh, because the the warden likes to go point poke fun at the fact that he's stuck in jail. Yeah, which means nothing because Taurus could get out at any time. Yeah, um,
0: and so the uh, the gun is the gun is effectively useless because it has an arming code that the they had the creator ed- the creator knew, but they killed him accidentally.
1: Yeah. So they killed him accidentally, and the guy who they killed also had kids who are also dead. Uh, so the guy who created it has a granddaughter named Goslin. She apparently has the army code for the or weapon, they, they or they think she, think she does, does because yeah. you
0: know because their reasoning is that she grew up in his in his lab, so she care, yeah. she must know it. magically, she, somehow yeah, knows she's like a, to a
1: giant earth destroying weapon.
0: Yeah, she's a uh, she's a. Uh, like pigtail,
1: wearing hockey-playing tomboy. Yeah, but like um, I'm saying, she's an like not,
0: she's like nine years old.
1: Yeah, and she, well, she's kind of a badass too. But but that's you know we get more into that later. But she, yeah, she's like a kid. Yeah. So to expect her to have codes to a, like a giant super weapon seems weird. But whatever. So you know they try to kidnap her at the orphanage. And, I said and that she they tried. Try-
0: yeah, I said that they tried to get her into a, uh, I said that they tried to get her into a rape van. Yeah, yeah,
1: like a like free candy van.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and and then Darkwing saved her. Apparently Launchpad can pedal a bike as fast as a motorcycle because they do this chase scene where Darkwing's trying to drive away on his motorcycle with Goss in it and the bad guys are chasing him and Launchpad goes, oh, hey, there's Darkwing. I'm going to go ahead and go get him. And so he starts riding his bike and he catches up to a motorcycle with a bicycle. And I'm thinking, why not just put a bigger gear on that and then just like not <laughs> spend the gas on the – just not, need, not need a plane. for free labor, yeah. you know? And so she regularly makes fun of Darkwing's ineptitude. And this is going to be like a running thing, too, because Darkwing is kind of inept, but he somehow seems to get the bad guy regardless.
0: He's also impervious to damage.
1: Yes. You cannot kill him. He is indestructible. Yeah. He, he, he is like Superman-level indestructible. and uh, so He gets he, hurt, but he never dies. Yeah. And so he, he saves her, even though he gets hurt and stuff. He saves her. And then takes her temporarily back to his lair. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go returning to the orphanage. And she blackmails him into keeping him. Uh, or into keeping her. Which I thought was kind of funny. So their relationship starts, relationship starts right off with her blackmailing him into being her caretaker.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so the the goons go back to Taurus Bulba and tell him, like, look, we lost him. I'm sorry. And then
1: they leave and a giant fucking bullhead spaceship yeah. emerges out of the he goes.
0: He goes... He goes. Uh, well, looks like it's time to leave this prison. And then they he pulls a pulls a lever, and then yeah, it's a giant fucking. And then he complains
1: p- about it being bad for his business. Yeah, or whatever. This
0: was very good for my business. Being in jail, it made it easy. And so that's where it ends. It's like it flies up, and it's like a to be continue because they're going to go get Goslin.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then that's it. And so then, you if you want, you can go right to uh, the second episode. Yeah. And it picks right up where the other one left yeah. off. Yeah,
0: part two Darkly um, Dawns the Duck, part yeah, two. Yeah, and it
1: starts right off a of self narrating. Um, <laughs> and, and I him like him getting made fun of by his daughter. Yeah, and he yeah. said
0: that, that's what I wrote down is that Goslin says that they have better narration on Saturday morning cartoons. Right which is which is the first of many fourth wall breaks that this yeah, show does
1: a ton of fourth wall breaks. Like
0: to the point where it's, it's sometimes it's like they look at the camera with a like a want want And you wonder
1: did did Deadpool copy Darkwing? Uh maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And uh, so she she makes fun of him, and then she accidentally activates the breakfast training routine. She's like, "I want and breakfast." She owns that shit like a boss. Oh yeah, no, she uh, still misses the milk, and milk still the refrigerator still lands on Darkwing. Yeah, and she owns it pretty hard, and for
0: never having um, done it, she fucking she owns. Yeah, you're right. She owns it.
1: Yeah. So then, Darkwing decides he's going to take off. Uh, he's going to go on his motorcycle and leave her there. And she makes a helmet safety and seatbelt reference. Oh yeah. It was really weird. I said, it's so of the times. (laughs) I
0: said, I said, uh, is on safety patrol.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it, it reminded me of this, uh, bicycle safety video that I used to watch when I was a kid that we may do on the show at some point. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a bicycle safety video. It was like a half hour special. that came out around the same time, like the early 90s, where they sung and like it was like awkward white rapping about bicycle safety. And I had this immediate flashback to that. Okay. <laughs> I, and I don't know. I know it's kind of a weird thing to have, but it was, it, it, we had this period like in the early and mid 90s where they would talk about bicycle safety but then and helmets and shit, but nobody would actually follow through with it on the show. To the point where now they don't even talk about it. They just show kids like wearing helmets to run down the street. It's like uh, it's like overly it's like overly uh, safe now.
0: Those are special kids.
1: Uh, well, they may be
0: <laughs> so. Uh, so in order to get her to go to bed, because he's he's like I gotta go look for Taurus Bulba. Yeah, he now has
1: to play parental figure. Yeah,
0: he's like, and, and he he takes to it pretty quick, pretty easily. He's like, okay, like let's. I I noticed that um he's actually a really good parent for never having been a parent and really having no no interaction with kids that I'm unaware of because he he goes to leave her and she's like, I can't sleep. My, uh, my grandfather used to sing to me and he sing me a lullaby. And he's like,
1: he's like, yeah, let's do that. He's
0: like, he's like, well, and this is, this is, this would be so good if it was right off the cuff. He was like, well, I don't know any lullabies. How about you teach me a lullaby and I'll try and sing it. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's fucking genius. As like a kid or as like an adult, as a parent, you're like, like what? I
1: do stuff like that with my kid all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're like, "Daddy, tell me a story about Batman,"
0: and I'm like, "Um,
1: why you know, I don't know. Do why, do, why don't you tell me a story about Batman? What what kind of story are you thinking about?" She go, "Um, one with the Joker and Harvey Two Face." And then uh, then she'll tell me, like, a story. i like, oh, that was a good story. Good job. And then she'll forget that she wanted me to tell her a story. And then we'll go about what we were going to do.
0: So he tells smart. her to. Yeah, yeah, it is smart. So he tells her to sing him, sing him a song. And so she decides to sing him this song about rainbow colors. And red, orange, blue, green, blue, purple. Whatever the pattern yeah. was. Yeah. And and so he. That
1: is the pattern for the weapon. He re-
0: he recognizes it because he sings a song. And then he, he. She sings him a song. And then he sings her a completely different song. But in the same tone. And then as he's like humming her song back to him after she falls asleep, he looks at the picture that she has of, he's like, holy shit. The buttons on this death ray are colors. It's not some intricate computer screen interface. No,
1: it's it's fucking Simon Says. It's
0: literally Simon. It's like big colored blocks on the <laughs> on the fucking Death Ray. Yeah, I
1: mean the, these these buttons are like uh, like six by three inch buttons. <laughs> They're
0: big square.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> and <then> I just <laughs> imagine like beep
0: boop,
1: boop beep boop boop. <laughs> Yeah, I just literally pictured, like, a Simon Says, uh, like, uh, code moment, but but it didn't happen, sadly. Yeah, and
0: I, I'm just wondering why, okay, so just as a story element, why would her grandfather teach her the arming code for his death ray? I mean, it's not a death ray, but it's essentially a death ray. Why would, I mean, why would he teach her... To-
1: to be a dick and to endanger the life of his grandkids. Yeah, that's the answer.
0: what the? F- I mean, he teaches her a song that has the arming code to a death ray in it, knowing that if someone wanted to get to it, which I'm sure he I means a smart guy, I'm sure he would think that someone would try and get his machine and use it for bad things. Then, yeah. if he dies, the only other person that knows how to operate it is his fucking whatever eight-year-old yeah, eight year old, eight
1: nine year old kid, yeah,
0: granddaughter. Yeah, so, so
1: he de- he sings her the song. And he leaves, and and he leaves because essentially he gets lured out by the henchmen. Um, Taurus Boba does. Taurus Boba does.
0: He does uh, uh, Morse code.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he he puts Morse code out because uh, Darkwing Duck's a big old nerd who knows Morse code. He's got like the code under his bed. Yeah, he sleeps in the Boy Scout book. Yeah, so he can translate Morse code. And so they do that so that they can find where Darkwing Duck came from so that they can go and capture Goslin. Yeah. And and so Goslin uh, is then in the hideout by herself.
0: Well, she she tells him before he leaves, she's like, you know, that's a trap, right? And he's like, what? No, no why would it? Why would trap. it be a trap? And he's like, why would he surrender to you? Because that's what the message says. Like, it's I will like, surrender, I surrender only to dark only yeah. dark. And he and she says, rightfully so. She says, why would he surrender when he just broke out of jail? She's like, well, he knew that I had his men on the ropes, and she's like, no, you don't. You're full of it. What's wrong with you? And he gets all offended. His ego. He's he's very easily his ego's very easily yeah. bruised. No, his so ego is massive. So he's like he's like, What do you mean? Of course he's gonna surrender to me. You don't know anything.
1: You know oh, you And then blah. he storms out and he leaves. He's and like, I'm course. gonna
0: send you back to the orphanage. And
1: then like ten seconds later, the henchmen are there. And and thankfully Goslin's kind of cool and a kind of a badass because she defeats a henchman using the breakfast training routine. Yeah, she shoots um, him with cereal and, and knives, and uh, burns him with fire. Yeah, burns him alive, drops a refrigerator on him, and then. Uh, so, in the meantime, Darkwing Duck gets he gets captured by the police, and Launchpad come and breaks him out of prison. Yeah, he gets um, captured
0: by the police. What? What did he do? Oh, it's because of the train. So he he got his picture taken on the train in the so last episode.
1: Darkwing was the one who stole the gun.
0: Yeah, because the train conductor took a picture of him because he was beating up the guys that were dressed and, as soldiers. And
1: because he was like a big narcissist and wanted to be – he's like, stop and take my picture, bitch. Yeah.
0: So the cops th- think that he stole the gun, which is why when the, when when uh, Taurus Bulba lured him to where he lured him to, like a rooftop somewhere, yeah, he, al- he also him. called the cops and right. said, Darkwing Duck is here. You should come get him, Right. which so they he- did
1: and then Launchpad comes and breaks him out and now we finally get to see the Thunderquack which is the the Darkwing Duck plane which basically just looks like a giant, giant duck head yeah. with wings coming out of the cheeks which is but,
0: what which is what he tried to use he tried to get to show him that in the first episode but Darkwing's like no you have a fucking plane right here you don't need to show me anything like, else I don't
1: need to see the super cool awesome jet shaped like me just I fucking get
0: in the biplane and drive me somewhere Slave. The toy for that plane, by the way, is super cool because my brother had it and I played with it all the time. Let's not talk about how you played with your brother's toys. Uh,
1: I don't care because I was the older brother. I could steal him if I wanted. Okay. <laughs> so, but well, okay. I,
0: I put on, I put on here, and I don't know if it comes up more often. But I put it as Deus Ex uh, launch pad because always he always. he breaks he's he breaks down the tello. Yeah, he of shows Darkwing up, Duck. He shows up when Darkwing's really got nowhere to go in jail, and he's just sitting there. And he shows up. And he's like, "Uh, hey," and then he. Blow, he like knocks a hole in the wall that nobody hears or sees, and, and then he's the like, "Let's get out of half here." Half the
1: time it's like by accident, but but it's always Launchpad. Uh, yeah. well, so, there's a few times it's awesome, but but it's mostly
0: Launchpad. So so back to your initial point about Launchpad is that he's sort of a goof in Ducktales, but in this one he is a super adept mechanic. Yeah, and yeah. he builds. So he builds this plane, This Thunderquack. He builds it. It said it took. He said it took him a year to build this highly advanced jet fighter. With, with weaponry. With advanced weaponry and, and stealth capability. And yeah, and all this and and he builds it in his essentially he builds it in his garage over the course of a year. Who knows what launchpad does for work? Maybe he's maybe you know he's got maybe the uh maybe Scrooge McDuck is his uh rich benefactor who just pays him money to exist. Who knows?
1: It could be. You know, but so they, they got the plane and then they go back to the hideout and but they get captured. And uh Taurus Bulba essentially wants gold. Is 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 what is the whole reason he stole this dumb dumb giant gun? So what it
0: does is it lifts things up. It, yeah. it moves it. It moves things. So
1: it's like it lifts buildings up. So he like lifts a building up so that he can steal gold out of a building, which seems like a really inefficient method of wealth accumulation. Yeah, I thought it was it's fine because it's a kids cartoon. Like whatever. It, and I get told by my wife this all the time. Like just chill the fuck out, Chris. It's don't kid's overanalyze. Like, don't overanalyze. Yeah, it's a story of my life. Um. But I, I could not, like, watch that and go, you know, that seems like a good idea. I'll just raise the building up and then take the gold and then, you know, I'm... Uh, Spit but it, it the, into my ship. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you've got the thing that can, like, float stuff. So why don't you just float the gold and not the building? Yeah, and, I don't and, know. Yeah, well... It wouldn't make for a good you, scene or use your henchman to just steal the gold and not the big dumb gun. But, yeah. So he destroys well, the ship and the weapon. No, no, no. So let, um, let's go back. So he okay. threatens he okay, threatens right,
0: right. Goslin Uh, he wants, he, he's like, well, Goslin doesn't know it. This is Taurus Ball, but he's like, Goslin doesn't know how to, how to arm this thing. He's like, but I bet you do, Darkwing. He's like, no, I'm, I don't know how to do it. And I wouldn't tell you if I did. And then he threatens Goslin. He threatens to throw her off the building. So then he agrees. And he's like, okay, okay, fine. So he goes up there. He sings a song and he punches in the, the Simon Says. Simon Says. And, and then he turns it on. And then, um, after they take the money, he's like, okay, I did what you told me. Let Goslin go. He goes, Oh, oh, I let her go. And he nods to the bird and the bird. Drops her. He's like, no! And then he, he goes into a rage and he beats the shit out of Taurus Bulba. Yeah. And then he goes up to the machine and he's like, I got nothing to live for anymore. And he just starts going to town on the machine, hitting all kinds of to buttons. Make it blow up. And it starts shooting beams out everywhere.
1: He's like, well, they killed the kids, so I'm, I'm therefore just going to commit suicide. Yeah. He's
0: like, he, yeah. And it, destroy
1: this giant spaceship over the city and
0: kill everybody. Yeah. So um, the machine's so. going crazy. And unbeknownst to him, Launchpad had come and swooped down and saved Goslin. Right. Right. And so he sees that Goslin is safe and Taurus Bulba sees that the machine's gonna the, the gun's gonna blow up and he's like, Oh my god, let's get out of here and yeah. And the gun ends up turning on the ship, and the ship gets damaged, and the only person left in the ship is Clovis, the the super attractive cow secretary lady. And the Oh, I
1: thought she was a duck. Was she a cow? She's a cow. Oh, okay. Well, whatever, yeah.
0: So which doesn't make sense. Bull well, I guess it does make sense. A bull and a cow? Yeah. Lady well, Cow. Yeah. Male, female cow. Yeah. So um so he goes, the ship gets blasted, and the ship is blowing up and falling down, and then she does like the she ends up doing the G.I. Joe thing, whereas the plane is crashing into the ground, she's floating down in a in a <laughs> in parachute. A parachute inexplicably yeah. Inexplicably ejected from the plane seconds before it explodes.
1: G.I. Joe, the most violent kid show where nobody died. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: Stormtroopers on Extreme. And so
1: so, so Darkwing yep. defeats them. He
0: defeats Taurus Bulba. They go back to jail,
1: and Goslin goes back to the orphanage. Because
0: what happens is the the gun explodes while Darkwing and yeah. Taurus Bulba so are fighting. So
1: Goslin thinks that Darkwing is dead. Is dead, and so she ends she, up back at the orphanage. Yeah. And then the she's all depressed of, and the head of the orphanage says, hey, you know, somebody wants to adopt you." the lead they orphan. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they, they want you to, to come out so they can meet you. And she doesn't want to meet him. She's like, I'm oh, whatever. I don't want to do this. And then Launchpad comes or uh, Darkwing comes out and he introduces himself in like a sling and a whatever. Yeah. Uh, she hears his voice. and That's how she knows. And so yeah. Now, and, and one of the things that Darkwing she... basically adopts Goslin, so Yeah. Now she's his daughter.
0: And one of the things that when she first meets him earlier on is she asks him if he ever takes off his masks. And he says, no, never. This is, this is who I am. And she's like, well, even for a friend, he's like, well, I mean, maybe, but he doesn't say. And so that's sort of the thing at the end where he shows up and he's not wearing his mask. And he's like, Oh, that's so sad. Goslin doesn't want to, she doesn't want to see anybody. That, that's, that's a shame. I'll, I'll come back. And then when she hears his voice, she runs out and hugs him. And he's like, Oh, Jesus Christ, broken ribs. Calm yeah. down, Goslin. Yeah. And then, like that's the thing is, all of a sudden he's got a secret identity that we didn't know about anymore. His name is Drake Mallard, and he tells. And he
1: her- has like a house in suburbia. No, but- he tells
0: her. He tells her, let's like uh, we got to go uh, house shopping. Let's, which plays into the idea that he is independently wealthy somehow. He just. Came into money He's got to
1: have the money From somewhere It's like him and Launchpad Are both independently wealthy Without having to work
0: Yeah So he goes And he goes And the episode ends with them Like hugging And they're going to like Start their own life Together And and all I did was write down Where did they get the money So Yeah So I, yeah I think I think that's good For the first episode We talk about the The, the intro episode To The intro two episodes To Darkwing Duck Yeah um, Overall these first two episodes Were pretty good I think It's, it's a good way To introduce the character It sort of throws you in In the middle and doesn't it, it puts you in the middle of a story like the character's already established you don't need an origin story he's it's just this it's is not su- important. yeah this is just a superhero this is what he does here is his friends and, and family i
1: like that
0: yeah it, it makes you feel like they that the they didn't think that you were an idiot even though it was a show for kids you weren't you weren't treated like a like you were a fool
1: well and i think especially in today's age of superheroes who have done who have had so many origin stories you know how we've had multiple Batman origin stories, we've multiple, had multiple Spider-Man. Spider-Man, multiple X-Men origin stories, multiple Fantastic Four. I don't even want to talk about Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, but we've had all these origin stories, and you just get to the point where you're like I don't care. I just want to see them do their shit. Yeah, you know. Everyone um,
0: knows who Spider-Man is. Yes, everyone knows who the X-Men Ant-Man. are. Yeah, yeah. Uncle and Ben, and, his stupid rice,
1: and this, <laughs> and this show. This show is like, you know what? Fuck it, no origin story. Yeah. Right off the bat, Darkwing. Yeah, here's um, a
0: hero. Love so, him.
1: And then that was it. It's which is kind of cool. So yeah. We uh, we still have more sh- more of the show to uh, to talk about in the next episode or so. So if you want to listen to more, stay tuned.
0: Yeah, Darkwing Duck part two coming up next week. Until then, this is Sean. And Chris. And this has been your childhood remastered. We will see you next time.